Chazde Hashem from Unplugged, volume number three. It's a brand new album. Eitan Katz, who's responsible for it, is with us live via telephone from Jerusalem. Eitan Katz, shalom, shalom, and welcome back to JM in the AM. Shalom Aleichem Nachum. Good morning, good afternoon. How are you? Baruch Hashem. Great to speak with you. Mazal Tov on the new album. We're calling it a new music alert, although I would assume, because it's covering uh, Kalbach selections, uh, there's a question mark if it's quote-unquote new music. But frankly, you know, I just played this one, Chazde Hashem. I was not familiar with that Nigun. I would assume, yeah. I would assume that unplugged volume number three, like some of the, its, its uh, predecessors, will include both familiar Kalbach tunes and some that might be considered a bit more obscure. So I, I honestly, I didn't mean for this album to be an obscure Karabakh Nagunim album. I really didn't. I, I, you know, the, the process of choosing Nagunim for this album was really hard because it's like you start off with like 15 and then the next week you have 20 and then you have 30 and then you have to put it down to like 10, 11. <laughs> and I just chose the ones that just for whatever reason at that time spoke to me the most. And it turns out that a nice amount of, <laughs> a nice amount of the album is uh, I wouldn't call it obscure, but ones that ones that you don't hear too often in shul. Um, and but uh, like that one, for example, Chazde Hashem is. Uh, I mean, it's 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 one of a kind as far as of Shlomo's Nagunim wise. It has this extremely haunting. I feel like it was written in the 1700s. Right. <laughs> it has this like right. beautiful, deep. Um, yeah, but this is Unplugged 3, you know, the first two, Baruch Hashem, people, people enjoyed, and I love doing them, and it's such an honor and pleasure to record of Shlomo's music. It's, uh, it's just, uh, it's, it's my chiyas, you, you know, know it's you, you, the way you, I continue to write my own stuff. You know, so you, know, like, you know, a couple of things. First of all, there are people now who, um, when they hear a certain song, I actually have a certain song in mind, when they hear a certain song, they, they credit you with the song. And, I know. <laughs> uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And, and, I quietly, I quietly like ask of Shlomo for forgiveness the time that happened. Yeah. And no, but it's funny. Yeah. It's funny that how surprised certain people are when they're told that certain songs, both you know that you've covered and other people have covered, are actually Kalbach, are actually Kalbach yeah. selections. And it's just you know, it's a funny thing yeah. to. Uh, to see happen as time goes by, obviously. And uh, you, me- you mentioned the 1700s. He was very mockbid. He was very careful and purposeful when it came to the mood of a song. But what I'm thinking of, and this is, not yeah. the, this is not the best example, but I'll give this example just to, to give everyone an idea of what I'm talking about. When it came to the Soyu Cole, he was always frustrated when people put words to it, uh, to, the, you know, to the second part of it. Because he said that was supposed to be a like Rashan, yeah. He said right on Rashan, he said it was supposed to be a nigun. Those weren't supposed to be words to the second part. It was supposed to be a nigun and, and remain a nigun. And of course, people put Od Yeshama, David Melech Israel. I forgot what else. You know, people have put uh, to, to that tune, and it frustrated him because he felt that that nigun, especially as a as one done on the Yamim Naroyim, you know, had to create a certain atmosphere. And by putting random words exactly. to it, it wasn't creating a certain atmosphere. The one we just heard. Is Chazde Hashem really? You use the word. Listen, enough. What you're talking about, what you're talking about, is is an art that's 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 not uh, that I feel that the, 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 one of the reasons why I, I put these albums out is because to remind myself and to remind others that Nigunim isn't Hefker, you know, right. and and there's there's not it's not just like oh what's uh, I have to put out an album to stay relevant, so let me f- uh, write some songs to p- to put out there. I don't think Rav Shlomo ever, ever, ever thought about anything besides <laughs> what is, you know, what's happening in my heart right now, and let me translate that into it again. And that's, you know, that's why, that's why I put this, uh, these, 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 these out. You know, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be mechadish anything with like music wise. I'm not trying to, oh, like check that, check out this arrangement for this song. It's the arrangement is the chashav and the nigun is the is the tuffel. You know. It's always like, what music can I do in a professional and enjoying, entertaining way? But it's still only secondary to the power of the actual nigga. You know, yeah. that's, that's the whole point of it. Well, you do it yeah. well. I'll tell you that much. You do it really well. And uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, and the brand new album is out. Uh, people do want to hear about what's going on in Israel, which we'll get to. But first, let's go to one of the nigunim. Now, <laughs> now this is is this the Enkelokenu from Kalbach that we're all used to? Is this a different one? Because I know he had he had different versions of them. Which one did you include in Unplugged Volume yeah. Number Three? Well, 
press the play button and everyone will find out. <laughs> okay. That's a, that, you know, you're at the stage of your career where you could actually get away with a line like that. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, know, I'm going to do exactly that. Ankylocano is uh, on the brand new unplugged volume. Number three, Aton Katz is with us on a JM in the AM morning. It's a new music alert, even though it's all call box selections. We're still calling it a new music alert here at JM in the AM.
Well, there it is, and that's our answer. That's the Enkelokainu from Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach with Eitan Katz included in Unplugged, volume number three. He's with us live via telephone from Israel, from Jerusalem, and we'll talk about that coming up here at JM in the AM. Uh, Eitan, over Shabbos, I learned that uh, most, if not all, of the Kalbach commemorations that we are used to this time of year, uh, the yard site is this coming Tuesday, uh, I was told that uh, the majority of them, if not all of them, were uh, were canceled. What, what's going on where you are? Have you been invited anywhere? Are you participating anywhere on Monday night and Tuesday? Yeah, so, so I mean, yeah, Israel in general is a lot more locked down as far as events was than uh, than America is, I'm learning right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so nothing's going, <laughs> nothing's going on over here live, to the best of my knowledge, but last night, I did. I, I, I took part in something really, really special. My brother and I. This is part of the perks about being in Israel now. Is that my brother and I? We went and I, my brother arranged this through his uh, his uh, incredible project. Um, he uh, he and I went to the Moshev, Rav Shlomo's Moshev, last night, and we recorded in the shul. We recorded about like an hour and a half of just singing, like a video recording, like a professional video recording of a. Him and I just uh, schmoozing, singing, talking, and just having such a really, really beautiful, it was really beautiful, like a lot of wonderful Nagunim, some Taira, and we're going to air it on, on, you know, on all the platforms. We're going to air it um, on the your site. So oh, my I'll God. I'll information I was, for I was, that. I was just going to ask how we could see that. I cannot wait. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, tickets are about $16,000 a piece, but I'm sure, you know, it's, it's fine. Not a problem, right? Maybe worth no, it, we're gonna... <laughs> <laughs> No, it's something. It was, and, and there's also a special guest, which, you know, my father was there also, so we sang a song. It, it's, it's a beautiful, you know, sometimes from, and I, I've been part of tributes ever since I can remember, and they're always so nice. Um, this was special because, there was no lights, there was no clapping, there was no crowd. It was like just almost like very, very Lashma, you know, very, very, very Lashma, your side. Just, it was really, I'm telling you, we had a, we sat there for like two hours, like just singing beautiful Nigunim after Nigunim, asking each other questions, talking. So if, if, if you if you want to have something nice, you know, on the yurt site to connect, then this is going to be something really special. I, so, remi- I, remi- yeah. I remind well, the audience about the devastating fire at the uh, at the Moshav. Has the Moshav gotten? Oh to, gosh. Has the Moshav gotten to any stage of rebuilding at all? Very, very, very minimal from what I, from, from from what I understand. Um, very minimal. Um, you, you remember the most? <laughs> while we yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I know. I'm, I'm saying while we were there. One of the people on the Moshav that, I mean, like, I think, like, I don't know percentage, because I don't want to just um, say, but a, a very significant percentage of the homes were completely destroyed. There right. Maybe a couple of people that stayed. Right. And they were there last night. They were in the show watching with us, and they had said that at that time, actually, last night, they got phone calls that come December, 13 families are moving back. I don't, it's slowly, it's a slow, slow process. Low process. Well, that would be a big boon but it's for them. For me, it was like it was almost like better for me because it was at nighttime. I couldn't see. Right. If I would have seen like the devastation, it would just be for me. It would just be like really, really hard. So that night, I didn't really see what was going on there. But from what I hear, it's a slow recovery. You were most you were most familiar with the Moshav when you were about how old? Like at what what stage of your life did you spend the most time or go there on a on any type? Did you go on any type of regular basis? No, no, I didn't. I didn't. I was there, you know, a couple of Shabbat here and there when right. I was in yeshiva in in Israel, like you know, twenty years ago, and and then I've been living in America basically since. Right. So like when I when when I would come to Israel, so I would come to do a concert, a festival, come, but I never really spent any meaningful time. Uh, but I I do have some meaningful relationships with the people there, but. Uh, yeah, uh, you, you, the actual you, Moshav, no. that, That's true. You do know all the characters in, in the in the broader play. You do, <laughs> you do know everybody. That's true. Yeah. Um, Eitan Katz is with mm-hmm. us. All right, so at some point, uh, just a couple of days actually after Yuntiv, the hol- holiday season ended here uh, in the U.S., uh, you and your family found themselves on a plane to Israel. You're there less than two weeks uh, in Yerushalayim. I think you've painted the picture to all of us that this is, you know, a – a, uh, I don't want to. Well, I don't know how. how should, I, I, should I use the word experiment? Should I use the what, what word should I use to describe this? I mean, 
When someone, listen, when someone comes and tells me, oh, I heard you made Aliyah, that's like, it gives me like anxiety. <laughs> My heart starts like beating like a thousand. I've only been but saying the, it. I, 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 but, but it's not an experiment. I mean, it's, it's not, it, it, we moved. We moved to Yerushalayim Baruch Hashem. It's a big cost to say that. It's still kind of like a, I'm a little bit in shock that it actually happened. I mean, we, we've been planning this for many years and, and, um, we we were supposed to come in July before before you know the yeah. world turned upside down. So so you know, then it was like a real a real shyla if we we're gonna go through with it or not because uh, there's there's advantages there's disadvantages of coming during this time. Um, the you know I guess adjustment period can be a little bit easier because the pressure of you know, for the kids, for the schools, is not that much because there is no school, right. um, you know, functioning properly. But, you know, we we we, we push through. I'm going to be, you know, the plan is, Emir Hashem, to get, you know, Baruch Hashem busy here with the, with the, both the Americans and try to broaden my, you know, uh, I guess crowd, and the Israeli crowd also, which I've seen Baruch Hashem is happening over the past couple of years, and and then you know I'm come I'll be I'll be back in America you know hopefully not that not not every Monday and Thursday you know but like but to come in once every four or five weeks for a certain amount of time uh, I, I definitely want to continue what I've been doing I've so much uh, so many wonderful clients and I don't want to use the word fans but that's such a you know yucky name but like you know people that enjoy I guess fans you know whatever people <laughs> that, that enjoy the music and. To continue to continue doing what I'm doing, and it's going to be an adjustment for me also. You know, I'm you know I'm, I'm used to Baruch Hashem being busy in America with music, but I'll tell you, Nachum, and I'm not I'm not just uh, you know I just just for those listening who you know Nachum said two weeks. I, I did I, I did get an official government uh, uh, as they say tour from Bidud, right? I, I, I didn't uh, quarantine. Yeah. I didn't go to the Moshev last night against against. <laughs> Against the law, so no, nobody thinks that. Um, <clears throat> but um, yeah, it's it's it, being in being in Yerushalayim. I mean, I don't. It's it's weird. I'm not here. I'm not here on vacation. I'm not here as a tourist. I'm not here doing work. I'm actually living here. You know, and it's a pretty astonishing thing. It's a dream my wife and I have had for a long time. My wife has led led our family. Um, you know, while I'm out there, you know, with my head upside down doing gigs and coming home late at night and or mornings and this and that, my wife, Baruch Hashem, has been holding up the family, um, you know, everything. But the family is my wife. And together, you know, she's been leading us towards this move. And, and uh, together we are just so, you know, we're nervous and anxious. It's a new beginning. And Baruch Hashem, I did grow up in Israel, so like I do know the language. I do know the lay of the land on that level, and that makes things a lot easier for my kids also. And I've been, I've been loving it. It's only been a couple of weeks, but I'm just, uh, it's, it's, it's really special. I mean, it's we, a different, completely different, different thing. We, uh, you know, we, we assumed your wife was, must be amazing when you were spotted the night before your flight at a gig. Oh gosh. <laughs> Yeah. Because there were there were Siegel oh, family God. there were Siegel family members there who uh, who brought home the news that they were, oh, yeah, they, right. they were at your most yeah. recent performance in the United States. <laughs> I mean, me me as like a musician, like like we're we live a crazy schedule of life, so it wasn't such, it wasn't such a shock to me. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah, I'm leaving tomorrow, but I have a gig tonight. Yeah, I have a gig. <laughs> People were like, "What's wrong with you?" you know, like, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I yeah, believe yeah. me, I understand. Being in a similar industry, I know exactly yeah. where yeah. you're coming from. Eight Time Cats is with us from Yerushalayim. The album is entitled Unplugged, Volume Number Three. I'm assuming this is available at all the usual platforms at this point. Everything, Baruch Hashem, everything, all the stores and all the, the streaming and all that stuff. It's all over the place. Everybody just search it. Where do you want to go? Yep. To, where do you want to go to next, Eitan? What uh, what Shlomo Kalbach selection Let's- that you had the privilege of covering? Should we do next? Let's do Ufduye Hashem. Okay. I think it's track number seven. We'll I do think six or seven, something like that. Uh, Ufduye is, in fact, number seven, and we'll do it next coming up here nice. at JM in the AM. Eitan Katz is with us from Israel, everybody. Unplugged volume number three. That's the name of the album. And the Kalbach Yard site is right around the corner. That's correct. The Kalbach Yard site is coming up next week on Tuesday. 
perfect time to pick up this collection and enjoy. Here it is, Oof Duye. This is JM in the AM. New music alert with Eitan Katz. Brand new unplugged volume number three, Oof Duye. A Shlomo Kalbach selection. His yard site's on uh, Tuesday, a week from now, and uh, Eitan Katz is with us here at JMNAM. He's in Yerushalayim with his family. They have moved to Israel, and they are living the dream, and we get a chance to speak to them about that and about the brand new album. So the only person that um, people ask you about more than Shlomo Kalbach is... <laughs> if you think hard, you'll get. The, if you think hard, Aitan, you'll get the answer to this one. You ready? <laughs> Nothum Siegel, Ben Shapiro. <laughs> oh, Ben Shapiro! Here we go again. <laughs> the, only, the only person that, that they ask Shlomo that they ask Aitan Katz about more than Shlomo Kalbach is a Ben Shapiro. It's like it's like people, your, it's like I say to your brother. People the only, have actually called me. Yeah, I, I say to your oh, brother. I say to your brother. The only person they ask him about more than Shlomo uh, Kalbach is Karim Abdul Jabbar. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. For those of you who don't know that story, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, you were saying people yep. call, people call you what just to just to find people out. Call as... me and and ask me if I can get if I can get Ben to come to their like yeshiva. <laughs> I haven't spoken to the guy in. I haven't spoken to him. I played his sister's wedding about 
13 years ago. And that was the first time I saw him seven years before that. So It's funny, he, though. Yeah, he did, he did play Le Mans yeah. on his podcast, and I did thank him on Twitter, and he answered back to me. And everything he says about being bullied in school is true, but it wasn't <laughs> me, I promise. And to his credit, he said he has said some nice things about you, to his credit. So he even played violin, yeah, yeah, yeah. violin on, one of your, uh, on one of your albums. So. Yeah, no, we were, we were buddies. We were, we were buddies. We were buddies. I mean, let's put it like this. Everything you see about him now, he hasn't changed one bit. Got it. <laughs> he was the same feisty guy in his class. I mean, and well he was two years younger than everybody. He, right. he, he jumped a bunch of grades and right. like he's sitting with us in class. And, but yes, I did government class with Ben Shapiro. Everybody should know that. And that's yeah, he, famous. He went to college. Yeah. Like, uh, he went to college before, I think, at the age of 16. Who else was in that era of a Jewish high school youth of Los Angeles. Anybody else of note aside from the two of you that I should know about? <laughs> um, I don't think so. That was no, it. not really. That not was, really. That's the that's the noteworthy uh, group. Um, JM in the AM with Aton Katz, who's in Israel. Oh, by the way, since we are uh, <laughs> since we're completely off topic, uh, you and you mentioned your father earlier, and you know you know that every time you or Shlomo are on, somehow. Uh, I work your father into the conversation because he's such a uh, wonderful sure. person. Of course. So when I was on with Shlomo, dur- when I was on with Shlomo during Sukkis on his um, Ushpizin um, uh, broadcast, mm-hmm. so he 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 before I before he introduced me, he played Kishoshana, which of course was so meaningful. Now please tell your father that it's no coincidence that you're on on the ninth of Mar Cheshvan. It was last night, Monday night of Lech Lecha. 31 years ago that Stacy Siegel walked out to Kishoshana. Wow. So how do you like that timing, huh? <laughs> wow. I, I thought, Many more years in Mitzvah. I made. I thought that was pretty amazing when I remembered that it was Monday night of Lech Lecha uh, on the 9th of Mar Cheshvan. And, uh, and yes, to, if you see Stacy Siegel today, everybody, you make sure to wish her a very happy anniversary. Eitan Katz is with us. All right, so uh, we've already come across... Um, uh, a few of the amazing decisions that you made in terms of which Kalbach selections to include on Unplugged Volume Number Three, and I, I imagine, as you said earlier in the mm-hmm. conversation, that was one of the biggest struggles you had in terms of what to include and what not yeah. to include. You're you're already ready for yeah. un- Unplugged Four and Unplugged Five, I'm sure, with all the material that you. I have lists and lists. Every I have lists of of future projects of songs. I mean, I'm going to be working on uh, a lot of different uh, really. Really awesome things coming up, Hashem. So you know, it's funny. I'm gonna be not. Yeah, it's funny. I have a. I mean, I have some. You know, personal Kalbach stories. Really, a, a stroke of luck. Like, there's, I mean, there's no such thing as you know. It's not a coincidence, I'm sure. Uh, but I remember that this time of year, especially uh, after Yuntif, but uh, both before and after Yuntif. Um, you know, he was the one who told me that uh, you could say Gemar Tov until Hanukkah, right? That, that was one example yeah. uh, of what he taught me this time of year. And I always tell people about the opportunity I had to drive him to a Shever Brachas during Slichas of the year that he died. He died the 16th of Cheshvan. So, you know, Slichas was just a few, mm-hmm. a few weeks earlier. And some of the things that went on during wow. that conversation. Do you remember, can you give us one encounter, one... Uh, I don't know what anything that obviously you're younger than I am, so so you know it would be a different type of thing. But is there anything having to do with Kalbach or the Moshav or anything that that comes to you when you think of something unique that happened uh, between you and either him or his legacy? I'll tell you. I'll tell you two things. I mean, I I I, I, I never met him. Right. And and um, I never met him because we as a family, made Aliyah in 1989. And I was six years old then, and he died when I was 12. Right. So I, I, I don't... Um, I do... There's, he, he was in Beth Jacob in Los Angeles in the mid-80s, 85, 86, and I do remember having this really fuzzy... And I, I, I know I was there. When my parents told me that we were there, I, I have this fuzzy memory of like him in the, in the lobby of the shul. Um, but, you know, to me, like, you know, I also didn't didn't meet, you know, my grandfather. You know, and I didn't I didn't I didn't meet, you know, all the uh, all the rebbes of Torah that I learned from, and 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 you know, a lot of the ruchniyas and a lot of the life that I that I have attempted to build for myself for my family comes from 
comes from, you know, places, things I've never been to and never met. And, right. and the, the beautiful thing is, is that I, when I, when I think about, when I think about Rav Shlomo and his role in my life, you know, I say this without exaggerating that I, I don't remember my heart being opened up in, in the same way um, by anybody, but his, not just the nigunin, just the, the approach, the sensitivity towards what uh, what what music is and, and, and the terror that surrounds it. And I really credit, uh, you know, my my sensitivity, whatever sensitivity to Yiddishkeit that I have, my spirituality that I have. I mean, Baruch Hashem, I've been, you know, I, I, I learn and, and I, I, I teach and, you know, it, it's even, even to me, I know it sounds kind of funny, but I mean, to, to, to many people it won't, but to some people it would, that like just my regular day, my regular, my, my, you know, learning halacha, learning gemara, learning all different types of, you know, foreign, that kind of, you know, in the spectrum of Yiddishkeit, the way you learn them, the way you connect to them, the, the sensitivity with which you learn, with the awe that what you learn, it has to come from somewhere. And for me, like, I really can say without exaggerating that in the beginning, like the first flame, the first, I mean, again, you know my parents. My parents gave us right. a, such a positive, positive Yiddishkeit experience at home. The first time I felt like Ruchnius in a way that really touched my heart was with Rav Shlomo's Nagunim. And and I'm forever, forever grateful. You know, you know these. Yeah. I, I was, you know, these albums that I put out, they're like they're basically saying thank you to him. Right. You know, and, uh, trying not to make it more about me as much as about uh, as about him. And, yeah, when you use the, yeah, when you use the word tri- when you use the word tribute, you mean that you mean that as a tribute to him. And and it's funny, I you know, th- he had a certain frustration or or disappointment in himself when he felt the audience was not was not getting it, was not, you know, reaching that, that higher spiritual plane when they were in the same room and doing and singing the Gunan together. And I sort of think yeah. I sort of think listening to your live in Yushalayim and other live albums and seeing you at weddings, etc., that that's really important to you. That 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 it would be disappointing to you if the crowd didn't react. Like you don't want people to just sit there and enjoy what you have to offer. You want them to really exactly. take take the music exactly. and, and and make it part yeah. of their whole their whole religious experience. Yeah. Their whole you know the whole musical experience. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I, I'm not saying you have to be on you know full you know. Uh, pedal to the metal the entire time you know like there is there, there is room in the music to sit down and relax and to enjoy a good uh, a good guitar you know solo a good a good uh, whatever a good musical experience um and but i think but it, it has to be like like what what kind of like, what's the name of your suitcase? You know, what are you holding in there? You're holding in a bunch of things. You're holding in entertainment. You're holding in spirituality. You're holding in, you know, a business, this and that. But if, but, but if, but if the name of the suitcase is, is real Jewish music accomplishing real Jewish things and real Jewish neshama, right? you know, then that's your suitcase. Then, then what you put in there is, 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 uh, is, is okay, you know? Yeah. So... I, hear I mean, I don't think I don't think I don't, I don't think <laughs> the difference between me and not not me, but I don't think anybody ever went to a FOMO concert to hear a good guitar solo. You're you know, right. that's, that's you know, that's a great line, <laughs> and that's and, and and that's why and that's why he's who he was, and I'm you know not in that you know realm because like when I when I do a <clears throat> when I do a kumzitz, yes, you have to be like plugged in. When I do a chopa, yes, I want the chopa. I want, I want the music at the chopa to be like a conduit to people davening for the chassan and ka. I want the music by the dancing to be just an incredible kiddush Hashem for the chassan and ka. When I'm at the karbach shul playing, you know, uh, music and you have a sitting crowd there, there is a way to uh, you know sneak in a couple of fun, you know, music. But as long as it's within you know, the realm of, you know, the, the, the purpose and the goal of what you're trying to accomplish. Right. So I, I hear definitely, it. yeah, I mean, but, you know, live in Yerushalayim, you know, again, no, 
no one's coming to the Ramada to sing with another thousand guys <laughs> right. and come out. Wow, that that saxophone that was incredible. <laughs> that would be like depressing. Was, well you know? under well understood. All right, give us one more. Give us one yeah. more off unplugged volume number three that we should play this morning. All right, let's do. I know my good. I know my 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 family friend. My 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 family. My my nephew. My good buddy. Ben is listening, and he wants Utuesa. So let's do Utuesa, all right? Last track. Uh, no, no, second to last track. Second yeah, to last track. tenth track. Here we go. Utsu Eitzov, Unplugged, Volume Number 3. Eitan Katz is with us from Yerushalayim. It's a new music alert here at JM in the AM. Unplugged, Volume Number 3 is available everywhere. Eitan Katz on a very special edition of JM in the AM.
There it is. Unplugged volume number three. Utsu 8 says the name of that selection. So, Eitan Katz, that's a Kalbach selection, huh? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's a great, you know, I, I always say, like, I, it's always fun to say the same thing after each album that comes out for me. Like, yes, this is the best album I've ever done. This is the best <laughs> album I've ever done over and over again. And I'm going to say that I'm going to sound the same way I sounded when my other albums came out. <laughs> There's something very, very special about this album. I don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe because I recorded it during Corona and I gave like, you know, just I don't know something about the vibe of the of of the surroundings gave it a little bit more like uh, intensity. But like, I just I feel so happy and thankful, full of gratitude, and thanks to Hashem for allowing me to do this. And it's it's a just a really wonderful. 11 tracks of, of uh, just Rub Shlomo's music. What can I say? You know, no. you just you just put a thought in my head about how Rub Shlomo would have handled Corona. Maybe he would have, in fact. Oh, we talk about it. We talk about it in the interview with, with my brother last night. We have a, we have a little segment on that. So. Interesting. I got to see that. I got to <laughs> see that. When's that trailer coming out already? I need to see that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Listen. <laughs> I got home a couple hours from there, so give us some time. <laughs> Um, all right. Finally, I mean, I, look, I, I um, you know, I would never ask you this question if I wasn't a great admirer of your music. Um, uh, what what selection on Live in Jerusalem two, in your opinion, came out even better than the original recording? You ever give that any thought? Mm. You ever give that any thought that the crowd created a better vibe in a even though the song was great when you recorded it originally. But Live in Jerusalem 2, because of the crowd and the atmosphere, just enhanced that specific selection. Can you give me one or two that you feel just has has some has that has that X factor because it was done live? And then I'll tell I'll tell you my answer. My my answer is is Kikarov for um you know when when you're sitting in a room and everybody is like right sitting there and getting connected to it and then the whole crowd erupts it's like one of those moments that like you kind of i mean I'm not, i kind of knew that like this when i wrote the thing and like i had a thought that maybe this might be one that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna you know take off a little bit more than the others but <clears throat> that night, I'm telling you, it was over a year ago, and I'm still guys get the chills from like thinking about. Uh, oh, it's one of the, that. it's one of the most amazing live sets I've I've ever heard, and yeah. in my opinion, everlasting love, which you know, I, I, oh my gosh, I, when, oh. It was, when it was originally recorded, you know, really, gr- I mean, no one can deny a great selection. Yeah. I don't I don't want to put it down, but what you and Shlomo did with it that night was just off the charts. It was remarkable. I cr- I mean I I literally cried to the original recording of it. Wow. I you know I, I mean it might be true that this the the recording that came out from from the, from the live album is beautiful. It has it's a different aspect. It's right. alive. It's, it's a different energy. Different feel. Right? But when when uh, when I heard that nigga for the first time with the words the translation, when my brother originally recorded it, I just didn't want to do anything else. I didn't want to listen to anything else besides uh, besides that one. Yeah, it's uh, it's very powerful. But I'm telling you, nothing. When things when things get back to normal, what do you say? Live in Jerusalem three and gun soccer. Yes, yes. Why not? Why not? <laughs> and I want to. And I, I want to get about twenty thousand Israelis to join us also, and then we're good to go. A hundred percent. Are you kidding? We know there'll be ten thousand uh, Americans. Let's get twenty thousand Israelis. <laughs> I I want to I want to be there. So don't forget to please plan it around my schedule. Thank you. And we'll, of course, and we'll, of course. And we'll have an amazing night. Uh, one of the things I, yeah. I, 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 and it sounds silly because everybody in the room is, everyone in the room is about 30 years younger than me, if not more, but I, I am jealous of those who got to be at Live in Jerusalem 1 and 2, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> so. But Nachum, you're, everyone, everyone, when everyone sees you, put a smile on their face. I hope you know? so. Nachum Siegel is. I hope so. Have you, absolutely. Have you, have you, have, question have you, you come to. <laughs> Have you seen anybody yeah. my age at Live in Jerusalem too? Was there anybody my age in the room? Oh yeah, Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so <laughs> absolutely, I don't discriminate. I don't discriminate. 
<laughs> so, Mir Tashem, when you put that together, we'll all be together in Jerusalem. I tell you, we are, you know, at the wedding the other night, uh, they started the chuppah at the uh, Markowitz um, Benson wedding. They started the chuppah with Tvilala Shlom Hamdina, and they asked me to say something beforehand that I simply said, you know, during these times, one of the challenging aspects of COVID has been our separation, our physical separation yeah. from the Holy Land. And just yeah. just that, forget all the other yeah. aspects and all the all the spiritual stuff, just the physical separation that so many yeah. of us who are used to going back and forth. <clears throat> it, it, it's 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 really it, it takes a toll on your on your mental state, on your spirit yeah. on your spiritual state. So we gotta get there. And I, I, I just hope I, yeah I just I, hope it's not as long as, as long as I think it is. You know the, when, when I start thinking about like what's gonna be like how long like when when I think going to go back to quote unquote normal, like it's just it's it's a scary thought. So I try, I just try not to think about that. Uh, you know? Yeah, I so, hope I hope it's sooner rather than later. Is yeah. all I could say. That's all I could say. You know, I I, I I kept saying that last Pesach we started with uh, Pesach and then went into Shabbos, and this coming year we start with Shabbos and go into Pesach. And I'm hoping that just like the yeah. ca- the calendar is completely the opposite, I'm hoping that the situation wow. will be yeah. completely the opposite. I I pray. I yes. I pray. Anyway, listen, eight times. You know, you know, you know, Nahum, You know, Nahum, One reason I moved to Israel. The only one reason I really moved to Israel. Yeah. Is that when I'm on your show, I don't have to wake up at five <laughs> o'clock in the morning to get to the studio. And now, if we invite you on this live, if we invite you on live, chances are it'll be in the 3 middle. PM. <laughs> right, exactly. It'll be in the middle of the day, and you're yeah. alive. <laughs> yes, there's no doubt that that's a yeah. big advantage. You see, all around, it's a big <laughs> advantage to be in Israel. Simple as that. All right, Eitan. Anachem, I really want to thank you for everything you do for me, for us, for my brother, for my family, the music, and for all of Hashem, Hashem should give you much much strength and health for many years to come, Hashem. Amen. Best to your parents, of course, and to everybody, and to your family, you. because thank you. you're now within the thank first you. couple of weeks of living in Israel. So my best and tremendous hatzlachah yeah. to you and your entire family, and thanks for joining Tadarabha. us this morning. Eitan, thank you, thank Eitan you. Katz, Unplugged, volume number three on a new music alert here at JM in the AM. Just amazing.